0: Hi, my name is William Sexton, and I'm a student at the University of Kentucky. I'm currently enrolled in History 351, Section 3, U.S. Latinx History. Welcome to my podcast. The title of today's episode is Everything That Glitters Isn't Gold, The Ugly Truth About the California Gold Rush. On today's episode, I'm being accompanied by a fellow U.K. student, Madison Little. Say hi, Madison. Hello, listeners. Today on my podcast, we're going to be discussing the following topics. How Mexican-Americans paved the way during the California Gold Rush. What were the roles and obstacles that they had to overcome? And I want to put an emphasis on the treatment that they received during this time. The reason I've decided to discuss and research this topic is because being from a public school growing up, I was only taught the basic history and it was always told from the white American point of view. I enrolled in this course to get a better understanding of the history of another race and ethnicity. This course has been successful in showing me that, and in doing so, it has uncovered some of the nasty truths that I would never have learned about. Before I dive right in and start discussing my topics, I'm going to give you a little background information about the California Gold Rush. On February 2nd, 1848, The Treaty of Guadalupe-Hidalgo was signed, which ended the Mexican-American War. So what did the treaty do? The treaty added an additional 525,000 square miles to the United States territory, including the land that makes up all parts of present-day Arizona, California, Colorado, Nevada, New Mexico, Utah, Wyoming, Mexico also gave us all claims to Texas and recognized that the Rio Grande as the American's southern boundary. Since the U.S. gained this new territory, this brought some Americans west to explore the land their country had recently gained. One of the people it brought was James W. Marshall. Who was that? Marshall was a person credited for first finding gold in California. When the news of this reached the rest of the United States the U.S. people flooded California. In 1848, there was only around 1,000 residents of San Francisco. In the span of two years, the news of gold being found in California got out. The population of San Francisco grew to 30,000 people after it was just 1,000 in 1848. In the span of two years, it grew that much. Since the United States gained this territory, it made all of the Mexican or Latino citizens that had been living on these lands their whole lives immigrants. Since many of the Latinx people have been on this land much longer than the white Americans, they already knew of the gold being there. When they first started mining, it, many of the first miners were Latinx people. This is one of the major ways that the Latinx people paved the way for the California gold rush. Tell me more about this. Well, when the white U.S. citizens came to California, they didn't know how to mine gold because this was something new that had never been seen in the United States before. But the Latinx people had already been there for a long time prior to the U.S. gaining this territory. So when the U.S. citizens arrived, they were the ones that actually taught them how to mine for gold. Upon the arrival of all the white US citizens, the treatment of the Mexican-Americans plunged. The Mexican-Americans were faced with lower wages for the same jobs done by white men, higher taxes. This is because they were now considered to be foreigners since the US gained this territory, despite the fact that the majority of them had lived there their whole life and their ability to hold claims many of the Mexican-Americans lost their lands and they were never even paid for them. The ones that tried to object to the Americans moving onto their lands were attacked by mobs and lynched. I want to tell you like, an example of like an activity that we did in class. There was all these options presented to us and we got to choose what path we took, but we were in the role of a Mexican-American during this time period. And no matter which path you chose, it was always gonna be a negative outcome. You either lost your land or you could even potentially get lynched and killed. So that activity is one of the main reasons I chose to do this topic is just because it's like, how I'd never heard about that before until so I took this class, and it was just something that was really eye-opening to me. All of this kind of treatment was allowed because there was no laws or acts established by the U.S. government that protected any of the Mexican-Americans from this kind of treatment. Tell me more about the taxes placed on the Mexican-American workers. This was an act called the Foreign Miners Tax of 1850. It was passed by the United States state of California in 1850, imposing a tax of $20 a month on all foreign miners. In my research, I found an excerpt from a trip across the plains and life in California by George Keller. In this excerpt, there were several mentions discussing the prominence of the Mexican Americans to white Americans in California. I found this really interesting because this was a book that was written during the time period that the California Gold Rush really took off. In this excerpt, he also talks about the difficulties of travel. When people realized how hard of the journey it was, there became a push for a railroad across the United States to make for easier transport from the West Coast to the East Coast. Guess who were the majority of the workers building the railroads? Who? Immigrants. Historians and scholars have argued that groups such as the Know-Nothing Party have used immigrants where there have been a surplus of labor-intensive work in the United States. These immigrants have been treated very poorly in these situations. In our country's economic crisis, immigrants are always the one to catch the blame. This leads to anti-immigration legislation which attempts to deny public services such as schools. Laws eventually ended the immigration of Japanese and Chinese immigrants. And this left the only place to seek intensive labor was from Mexico. Now that I've given you this information, does any of it sound familiar? It kind of does, but I can't seem to put my finger on it. It should. Mexican Americans are still oppressed in today's society. Hispanic men working full time made fourteen point nine less in hourly wages in twenty sixteen compared to white men. Hispanic women made thirty three point one percent less than their white counterpart. Our co- our country has made good progression from 1848 to present day, but we are still nowhere close to where we should be. Wow, after hearing all of this, it truly is mind boggling to hear a side of history that oftentimes is left untold. Now you know why I chose this topic. I wanted other people to hear about the history from a different point of view. My goal from this podcast was to reach an audience that would have never heard about this history had it not been for them listening. I want to thank everyone for tuning in on today's episode, and I hope everyone that listened takes away a bit of knowledge that they previously did not have. Until next time.